Here we are, miss. The driver didn't seem to like it any better than Izzy did. He pulled his team to a halt well outside the Barbican, a stone gatehouse set some distance from the castle itself. After helping her down from the carriage, he turned up the collar of his coat and unloaded her baggage. A single battered valise. He carried it to the stone steps of the ancient gatehouse, strode briskly back, jammed his hands in his pockets and cleared his throat, waiting. Izzy knew what he was after. She'd paid the man in Woolington. He wouldn't agree to transport her without payment in advance, but now he wanted an additional expression of thanks. She fished a sixpence from her purse. So few coins remained, the purse didn't even rattle. The driver pocketed her offering and touched his cap. What was your name again, miss? Good night. Miss Izzy, good night. She waited to see if he would recognize it. Most of the literate people in England would, and a great many of their domestic servants besides. The driver only grunted. Jess wanted to know it, in case someone comes around asking, if you're never heard from again. Izzy laughed. She waited for him to laugh too. He didn't. Soon driver, team, and carriage were nothing more than the fading crunch of wheels on the road. Izzy picked up her valise and walked through the Barbican. A stone bridge carried her over what once had been a moat, but now was only a slimy green trickle. She'd done a bit of research in advance of her journey. There wasn't much to read, only that Gosley Castle had once been the seat of the Rothbury Dukedom in Norman times. It didn't look inhabited now. There was no glass in many of the windows, no lights in them either. There should have been a portcullis that dropped to bar the entrance, but there was nothing there. No door, no gate. She walked through the archway and into the central open courtyard. Lord Archer? Her voice died in the air. She tried again. Lord Archer? Are you here? This time her call got a respectable echo of the flagstones, but no answer. She was alone. Dizzied from her strange surroundings and weak with hunger, Izzy closed her eyes. She coerced air into her lungs. You cannot faint. Only ninnies and consumptive ladies swoon, and you are neither. It started to rain. Fat, heavy drops of summer rain, the kind that always struck her as vaguely lewd and debauched. Little pot-bellied drunkards, those summer raindrops chortling on their way to earth and crashing open with glee. She was getting wet, but the alternative, seeking shelter inside one of the darkened arches, was less appealing by far. A rustling sound made her jump and wheel, just a raven taking wing. She watched it fly over the castle wall and away. She laughed a little. Really, it was too much. A vast, uninhabited castle, Rain, and now ravens too. Someone was playing her a cruel trick. Then she glimpsed a man across the courtyard, standing in a darkened archway. And if he was a trick, he wasn't a cruel one. There are things in nature that took their beauty from delicate structure and intricate symmetry. Flowers, seashells, butterfly wings. And then there were things that were beautiful for their wild power and their refusal to be tamed snow-capped mountains, churning thunderclouds, shaggy, sharp-toothed lions, 
this man silhouetted before her, he belonged quite solidly in the latter category. So did the wolf sitting at his heel. It couldn't be a wolf, she told herself. It had to be some sort of dog. Wolves had long been hunted to extinction. The last one in England died ages ago. But then, she would have thought they'd stop making men like this too. He shifted his weight, and a slant of weak light revealed the bottom half of his face. She glimpsed a wide, sensual slash of a mouth, a square jaw, dark with whiskers. Overlong hair brushed his collar, or it would have if he had a collar. He wore only an open-necked linen shirt beneath his coat. Buckskin breeches hugged him from slim hips to muscled thighs, and from there his legs disappeared into a pair of weathered, dusty hessians. Oh dear, she did have such a weakness for a pair of well-travelled boots. They made her desperate.